Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Level Up podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. We've got Greg Harrelson with us. We've got a fantastic guest with us as well. Madeline Dobbs is going to share how she is essentially turning learning into a lead generation pillar and building relationships with her exact ideal home seller client through live events, education, teaching, speaking, and creating a learning environment where she effectively gets to connect with her prospective clients uh, in a way that positions her as the expert before they ever get to the point of listing or having that conversation about listing their home with her. So we've got a bunch of fun stuff to get into before we do. Greg Harrelson, fresh off the uh, the team building uh, summit where I got yeah. to uh, hang out with you live and in person in beautiful and scenic Omaha, Nebraska. Greg Harrelson, what's up today? Hey man, I'm excited to be here, and uh, I'm, I'm, I was also excited to experience Omaha. I still am not sure exactly where Omaha is. Okay, <laughs> I do know right now though it's between Mexico and Canada. I'm yes. convinced on that. Okay, yeah. good. So I'm glad to be know. here, and, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to, to you know get to learn more about what Madeline's doing for sure. Yeah, and and Madeline, we're excited to have you. So just wanted to officially thank you and welcome you to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I am actually um, dialing in from my home. So if you see my cat wander by, her name is Maggie, <laughs> and she's pretty good at real estate. No, no problem. Good. Uh, I'm not so, worried about your cat. I'm worried about what's going to wander behind Matt, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, so, Madeline, Phyllis, and you mentioned that you are dialing in from home. So where is home for you? What's your market? So I'm located in Wilmington, Delaware, and I serve the greater Philadelphia area all the way down to the Delaware beaches. Interesting. Okay, because uh, yeah, I like Delaware. For for those of us who aren't based on the East Coast, I forget how close everything is. So you're in Delaware, but you're serving the Philadelphia. I mean, do, do you serve that whole market basically? I do. I do. I'm right on the border of Pennsylvania and Delaware. So Chester County, Delaware County, and Newcastle County on the Delaware side. It's really neat because people jump back and forth all the time for different reasons. Gotcha. All right, makes sense. And, uh, and what company are you with? I'm with Century 21 Emerald, Emerald, and we have two offices. We have one that's in Wilmington, Delaware, and we also have a second office down at the Delaware Beaches, which is a very, very hot market right now. Interesting. All right, very, very cool. All right, and you uh, g give people kind of a sense of your background, like what you were doing before you got into real estate, because that really speaks directly to what we're going to talk about with the course that you developed and how you're connecting with, with sellers now. Sure. So um, I'll just start by saying that um, I grew up as a child. My father was a commercial realtor, and my mm -hmm. mother was a part-time residential real estate agent. So I knew early on that there was only one career that I did not want to have, and that was <laughs> to enter into real estate. Of so, course. Um, uh, my career has always been in marketing and PR, and I've worked in the arts and culture world, museums, gardens. Um, but a few years ago, my husband's an architect, and we were on a trip actually in the Azores, and we were looking at some of the old historic neighborhoods that have been in you know, disrepair, and we thought, well, wouldn't it be fun if we did some development, that maybe we could get into that? So on a whim, he suggested that I get my real estate license so that we might have an edge. So I said, okay. I flew back. He stayed on, and there was a course that started. And the minute that I got into the class, I thought, 
you know, I looked around at some of the other people that were in the class, and I thought, I bet you there's an opportunity for me to take what I did in my previous career, working with people so closely and really understanding the people that I serve best, and just translate it over into real estate and just carve out this little niche for myself. So um, I did, and that's where we are. So I just finished my third year. Very cool. And tell us a little bit about who that ideal client is for you, because it speaks to exactly why the course that you've developed like, is working so well. What's interesting is that when I first got into real estate, there seemed to be this mandate that every new agent should start with new uh, first-time buyers would be a great place to start. And I thought, well, that just seems so disconnected to all the skills that I had that I probably wasn't going to serve them as good as someone else may. But what I did know is I understood dual residency. I understood people that were second-time buyers, maybe first-time sellers, and so I said, well, why don't we, why don't I start servicing them? And of course, everyone said, well, that's kind of a silly idea. And you know how that goes. But I did pursue it. And I decided that that's probably someone just like me would be a great place for me to start with clients yeah. like that. Love it. So, so tell us a little bit about kind of the structure. When you, when you say course, we haven't really unveiled exactly what it is. So like, give people kind of the 60-second version of what it is, and then we'll talk about yeah. how it fits in and how you use it for marketing. Okay, I will. I'll give you the real quick skinny on this. I was um, talking with my broker, Mike Milligan from Century 21, about some of the things I did my first couple years. And what we noticed was that every new listing that I had taken had sold in 30 days or less. And in our market, the average was 70 to maybe 90 plus days, depending, um, not including the ones that were expired. So I said, well, that seems like a little catchy. I wonder what it was that we did to get these houses to sell so quickly. So from my marketing background, I put together some case studies of actual clients and what we did to their house, especially the ones that didn't sell with the first or second agent. What did we do right. and what were the commonalities? And then we, uh, I put them together and I said, well, I should probably share this with anyone that's interested. And I developed a course called How to Sell a House in 30 Days. Very cool. All right. And and you've got it, you've got it to the point where you can deliver it in – quite a few different formats. And so we were talking about this a little bit before the hour. I'll, I'll give people just the, the general outline. So you can deliver this as a standalone one hour, just kind of briefly get almost like an intro, right? Mm -hmm. And then all the way up into a 15 week. And that's what we're, we're curious about is, and I want to get the audience kind of caught up to where we were at in the pre-show. So you can deliver this in a bunch of different formats. What's your preferred? Like what's the best way for you to that you found that actually attracts your ideal client? So, Matt, I think that one way that people could relate possibly is that the How to Sell a House in 30 Days is my pillar of content. So that's what I know best. And the format that it takes um, depends on the audience and where they are. Um, ideally, I think a, a, a perfect time frame would be maybe a full-day program, but that's not been offered where I am. So I can do it in one to two hours, which is just a primer, gives people enough information to understand what we're doing. And when I do it in the longer course form, it takes it's one hour a week for five or ten weeks. Um, then I sort of break it into individual components where it's more interactive, like a traditional college, and then the participants can actually uh, work on their own house as we go through different steps, and it seems more personal. 
Incredible. Let, yeah, let, and that's what's just, interesting. Let, let me chime okay. in if I can, because I, I want to just kind of uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, back up a little bit. So okay. for the audience that's listening, w- yeah. one of the things that I want you to understand about Madeline is, or, or first, I'll just share this in, in general about real estate. And most of you know this um, if you're listening. And that is um, there are so many ways to generate business, to generate opportunities to buy and to, uh, you know, opportunities to find buyers and opportunities to find sellers. What Madeline's really done here is she is actually focused on a niche and it's a learning niche. It's like, how can I educate? What, what kind of value can I bring to my local market in the form of education? What can I teach them? And then from that, because she's, she's leading with the give, then the law of reciprocity kicks in and she becomes the authority in their eyes and business comes to them later on. So that's kind of where she's gotten to, where she's created this learning platform, this one course, and I'm sure she has other information she teaches too, but this one course is out there and that's this the, the, the information that she's delivering. Now the questions that, that I think a lot of the audience is going to have is, well, who the heck are you teaching this to? And I know it's people, but for somebody that feels like they're a good educator, and I think you have a passion for educating, so for other people that like have a passion for that and want to figure out, how do I take my passion and I actually turn that passion into a generation strategy in my business? Who are you teaching? Who, how are you finding these people to actually have this conversation with? It's a great question, Greg, and I always start with, who do I want to work with? Who is my audience? So anyone that's listening or watching should identify who is your ideal client. And then we figure out, well, where would I find that ideal client? And for me, I knew that it would be easy to find people that were just like me, probably in a lifelong learning education program similar to where I met them when I was in the museum and garden world, right? They would come and want to learn how to do square foot gardening or flower arranging, that they're probably going to be there, so why not offer something Mm. that would be valuable with real estate? So that's what I did. So I went to the local lifelong learning institutes that partner with universities, and I did exactly that. I said, tell me about who takes these classes and what they're interested in, and let's see if my program is a good fit for them also, something they would benefit from, and we gave it a shot. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to Matt if you can I'm going to break this down a little bit because I'm actually yes. having these mental breakthroughs on my own over here. <laughs> um and either Madeline either got really lucky like I did or she is really really a smart woman, you know, because this what what you see like attracts like. Mm-hmm. So she is this person that I'm saying declaring that I believe she has a passion for learning. So she says, well, let me choose to work with an audience that may have a similar passion. So a similar passion was this certain maybe age group that tends to find themselves volunteering to go to a local college to take a course on something. I think I said earlier that my dad took a course on, um, um, you know, how to improve his memory because as he gets older, he feels like he loses his memory. So he saw this course at this local college. He paid a little bit of money, shows up once a week and takes a memory course. And I think he forgot everything he learned. You know, that's a little joke. But anyways, so um, Madeline, that, that particular – my father, and that's not because he's – that particular age, um, you know, of, of, of which is 70s, but that person who is taking these courses 
is somebody who appreciates learning because they don't have to take these courses to get a job. Mm. Taking these courses because they want to still engage in learning, you have a passion for learning, so there's a natural fit for an audience. So anyone listening, what are the things you're passionate about, and is there an audience that shares that, and can you speak to them on the real estate uh, on a real estate platform and have instant rapport? That's just wanted to throw that out there because I think it's worth noting that you've actually taken a passion and you figured out who shares it. So I can imagine you get a lot of business from it. Uh, yes, and I can say that from the just like the course that your father took, um, I am probably the least educated in the classroom. Everybody oh, else wow. is probably far superior, um, and I'm hopefully always the youngest too, which isn't such a bad thing for me either. Um, but anyway, yeah. So when you mentioned the education portion, I mean, you, so your background—you have an MBA. So when you say you, you when I mean, you're—I don't—that's that's quite a room to be in yeah. of educated homeowners who have an MBA or, or greater PhD or master's you know, level and have owned their home for like 20 plus years and now are looking to get back into the market. What, what's astounding to me about this is that, I mean, Greg, think about how many, how many of us would love to have a one hour session for 10 weeks with our prospects before they become clients. How yes. many issues how much more would they be bonded to us? How much easier is the sale process and how much easier is the client process after they pull the trigger and decide to work with us if they've spent the last 10 weeks for an hour a week with us just building the relationship, consuming our content, learning our point of view, and really being converted to the way that we say things. Because right? I think that's one of the things that we struggle a lot with is that we go into a situation where we work with a seller and they're not like they've just they've just started that relationship. They're not really converted to how we see things. And they have they've been out of the real estate game long enough that they don't agree with us on half the stuff that we say. We have to persuade them that, hey, we're the expert, please I know you may not agree, but this is what the market is telling me. Right. And so Madeline, I feel like that solves probably ninety nine percent of those problems for you by spending that time with you before they ever sign up as a client. And and honestly I never asked for the business. I never yeah. did. I mean, just like if you were visiting somewhere and you were going to a seminar about retirement or how to um, build a portfolio for your financial portfolio, mm -hmm. you know, the person speaking would never say, choose me, right? Mm -hmm. They probably wouldn't. But if you liked them and you knew that they were a choice and they told you how to select a real estate agent um, without saying, choose me, I think it's a much more authentic, genuine relationship when you work together. Yeah, so you're so you're really you know you're a content creator. Obviously, you've created a course. You've found an, a niche audience that you can communicate that course where they'll see value in it. I would imagine that the people that are joining the course and they're staying in it for you know for the duration, they probably don't join and say, okay, we need to sell our house tomorrow, so let's go take this course. So at the end yeah. of this course, you have this audience that you're now uh, uh, looked at to be the authority. What's the process now that you've got this 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 um, this database who sees you as an authority? What's the ongoing process to eventually capture their business in the future? Because it's almost like every one of these become a new centers of influence for you. So where do you go? Um, you know, what's your path after the course is over? Great question. And let me tell you how I introduced the class. In the first class, I have them fill out a questionnaire, which tells me why did you take this course. What are the three things that you want to learn? Are you thinking of moving? If so, when would that be? And I give them one, zero to one year, two to five, 
three to five or you're not sure yet. And then what I do is I figure out what is the average? What do, where are most people when they take this class? You want to take a guess at what category mm -hmm. they're in? Say two to three years. Two to five is probably uh, where most people lucky. get comfortable. Yes, that was really okay. good. Two to five. And then I tell them along the way that, you know, that, that even the best laid plans can change in an instant. You know, you can have a life event that could move this process right up. So I'm so thankful that you're here now so that if and when that happens, you're not starting from scratch. And then I will tell them that throughout this course, you know, we can stay in touch if you'd like to. I'll add you to my mailing list if you want, and I'll tell you where else I'll be if you want to come back and join again or if I'm hosting an event that might be interesting to you. Um, from this, one, uh, I'll give you one example. One of our museums or gardens in our area was hosted, was um, reached out to me on Instagram and said, we are looking for some content. Would you be interested in helping us talk about a course for how to create great curb appeal? Because that suits our audience, and we feel like you could add some value to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yes, I could. And again, it's my people. We're just moving to a different location. So from there, I would tell anyone that's taken my class, I'll be at you know Mount Cuba Center on this weekend if you'd like to learn about how to develop curb appeal. Come join us. And as a matter of fact, I have two free tickets. So if anyone's interested, I can give them out. Just let me know, and we'll do a random lottery. Very cool. Yeah, so this is great. I mean, Greg, this is so she she has the plan. She's setting up the expectations right off the bat that she's going to stay in touch, if and that she's going to stay in touch with value if yeah. they want. Yeah, and of course it's the optional, but yeah, but uh, but you want to get as many people in of those into your database, into your mailing list, and then mm -hmm. communicate with them with value, which is awesome. Uh, what's your best guess at this point when they say that they're thinking about moving two to five years out? Is that just the standard answer everyone gives because they don't want to really nail anything down? I mean, I mean, you're already seeing business off yeah. of it and you've been running the class for two years. So it's obvious it's not, right. they weren't that serious or things that happened that moved them up. Um, there are definitely people that take the class that have an intent to move soon. Um, a lot of times it's when their um, spouse dies or when um, something is happening with their children and they want to get closer to their grandchildren. So they definitely have a time frame in mind. And if it's less than a year, they raise their hand because they're serious. And, and I'm curious, Greg, too, because you're, you're in a resort market. And I think you probably might encounter this more than agents in some other parts of the country, definitely in the West. I don't feel like we have a dual kind of residence type of culture. Um, from what I understand, I mean, there's kind of direct pipelines from, let's say, Ohio to Florida, you know, Philadelphia and New York to Florida, very common for people to have multiple houses or to, to start buying a retirement home in Florida, but still be living in their, quote, primary residence in Philadelphia or Cleveland or, you know, Westchester or whatever. So tell us a little bit about that and how you convert those into business that might develop more quickly than you just selling off their primary residence. This is for referring to absentee hmm? owners. Uh, not absentee owner. No, you mentioned Madeline. You mentioned dual, dual residency, yes. dual, yes. dual homes. So I want to learn more, a little, little bit more about that. What's that like in your area? Are you asking me or Greg? You want to jump in, me. So another yeah. course that I developed um, is called Planning for Paradise, and this is for Perfect. possibly the same audience, and it's talking about dual residency. From what I know, from coming from Pennsylvania or Delaware to say North Carolina or um, Florida or perhaps um, Arizona, and what I'll do in that course is I'll give you some great information as to where you should have your domicile and bring in experts that can speak to that. 
And if people are interested in doing that, we talk about, well, their questions are, Greg, maybe you see this. Well, how does it work? Do I keep my car there and a car here? Um, you know, where does, do I have two wardrobes? Like, how do all these things work? And I ask them again, what are your concerns or pain points so that I can figure out who I know that can come in and help you figure it out or give you a plan? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and Greg, I mean, just the kind of like to step a, a level above and get out, get out of the specifics of what she's teaching and just look at the principle. I mean, what she's yes. really done is really deeply understood the exact ideal clients that she wants to work with and talked with them and gotten into their lives enough to know what their real pains and concerns are so that she can address them with educational content rather than pushing the content that she would like to have on them in terms of what she wants them to know to pick her as the agent. She's starting with their needs, their pains, and then working backwards from there, which is the way that, I mean, that's a principle that we can all kind of take and apply whether you're hard, hardcore prospecting for expireds or whether you work your sphere, you always want to start with who is the client, what are they concerned about, and how can I attract them through educational content that answers the questions that they have, not the questions I wish they would have. Yes. You know, in, in, in some cases, um, I would imagine um, what, what, what you found yourself uh, in, Madeline, is you've probably got an audience that you've identified has a problem. Now, problem, let's not be negative because it's not negative, but in, they have a problem that they don't even know that they have. And you're actually then helping them discover the challenge that's ahead of them. And you're providing the solution for the challenge before they even knew that they had the challenge. So they come in there, you make them aware of the challenges that they're, that, that are, in, that are, they'll face in the future. You then, actually provide the solution. So what you've done is you've eliminated all of their challenges before they had to experience the pains of suffering through those challenges. And in the process, you're being rewarded for solving the problem that they didn't know they had, which is a very important part of when we talk about content. You know, one of the things about content is, like, if you can ever identify a problem that somebody doesn't even know that they have and then you solve it for them before they actually experience it, you win in the end. Even a little bit of content is helpful for someone that's not quite sure what they're ready to do. And in every program, and when I teach it at the library, which is that, you know, 90-minute format, um, the people will be younger that will come in, and some people will just be first-time home sellers. You know, I bought my first condo or my townhouse a couple years ago, and now I'm ready to move up. I'm not sure, you know, and then people will ask me questions. We, um, and they help me. They develop my, they help me develop content. They'll get engaged, and they'll reach out and say, well, Madeline, you know, you, you talked about pianos and pit bulls and swimming pools. Well, what about pool tables and all these other things? You know, what should we do? Should we include the pool table? Should we get rid of it before we sell? And then I have an excellent graphic designer, so we put together all these little things and we send it back and say thank you for telling us, you know, maybe we should call this course the five P's or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, and that's great. We've had probably a million conversations but between between you and me working at like with fire on Frank Cousins and stuff like that. I mean, if, if you ask what's the best content to put out there, it's you always start with just what are the questions that you're hearing from your, your clients and prospects. Yeah, and that's exactly relevant. what Matt was doing. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly relevant. what you get. Yeah. Also, I want to make note that notice where she's doing these courses. They're, they're neutral locations. You know, it's not in her office. 
So it's in a library. It's at the local college. So they're very neutral, which probably makes the audience, they're, they're probably more comfortable at meeting and, and having those conversations in those neutral locations versus if she did it. Uh, and and I, you would have to speak to that. But I'm wondering what would change if you tried to do it in your real estate office. I bet you the feel would change a little bit. So I can tell you some fun things that I've learned from teaching it at these neutral locations. Um, I've had real estate agents attend this talk, and when they do, I graciously say, you know, we happen to have Kate here from such and such. Uh, Kate, do you want to add anything to that? Is there anything that you do that would be helpful that I didn't cover? So that's kind of fun. Great and then, strategy. Uh, Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> I said yeah. great strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I also tell my colleagues that are agents, if you want to send your prospective sellers to this talk, I'm happy to share everything that I share with you. And they do. And they trust me that I'm not going to take your client. I'm just going to deliver this content the way that I always do. Hmm. So, How do you get the word out? How do you market this? Like, where does the, you know, how do you get the word out that, uh, you know, if I'm in your market, how am I going to know that this is out there? Oh, you're going to know because we're okay. going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to know. <laughs> we're going to tell you. Um, we'll develop these beautiful rack cards that we put in coffee shops and other locations that I think my ideal buyer will, you know, will pass by somewhere mm -hmm. they'll be. Um, and then I do lots of digital marketing. I do videos on um, Facebook, and we do Instagram. We we actually get other people. Either it's someone that has taken my class that will do a video with me or a live video and say, you know, so what did you learn? What did you, what were your expectations, and what did you learn that someone might be surprised to know if they come? And I do that kind of marketing so that it gets shared, and we push it out. And um, we also get published in any of the locations that do university catalogs or money school programs or library, you know, what's happening in the spring. So they give us some advertising and I always do these rack cards and I always make sure that if I'm partnering with someone that I give them to them and I give them the credit saying it's me, you know, Madeline Dobbs of the Moore Brandywine Valley Homes team and who else, you know, whoever it is. If it's Mount Cuba Center and they're doing the gardening class, I'll say we're doing this together and we'll do videos about what people can expect and, you know, just make it very lighthearted and fun and see what happens. Awesome. Yeah, there's so much so much going on there. I mean, just the, the authority and credibility that you get from doing something in the university system, even if they don't necessarily come in through that funnel, the fact that they find out that this is taught at, quote, the university level or is endorsed by the local university as like almost like an adjunct, you know, class series, I mean, Greg, there's just, there's so much, there's so much awesome stuff going on there yeah. that just completely sets her apart from everybody else. Even if, even if people that, that just came in from her personal sphere that never come through that class, the fact that she offers it and all the marketing that goes around that and doing like videos with people who have come through those classes, they, they there's a whole group of people that do nothing but lurk and watch yes. that stuff going on, and they never come through that funnel, but they'll list with her because of what they're seeing her do in this whole other area. And that's where what's, it's really interesting about marketing is that you, especially with like authority, visibility type of marketing, is that you've got this whole other group that you may not know that they're paying attention, and not all of a sudden they'll drop in your lap and go, hey, I've been seeing what you've been doing. I never came to the class, but I want to talk to you about listing my home. Yeah, I, I agree. 
I agree with that. There's no doubt about it. I can see people, you know, around town saying things like, yeah, you know, I think Madeline's, uh, you know, I see she's doing another course, you know, mm -hmm. over at the college. I see she's speaking at the college again, right? And uh, mm -hmm. that conversation right there is, um, is it's the buzz that you want people to say, whether they actually show up or not. That is the buzz, I'm assuming, Madeline, you'd love to create for the entire city that you live in. Um, well, my impression of the real estate industry when I first got in, I was a little cautious because I never had a relationship with my real estate agent through all the transactions that I had that was memorable enough for me to think of them when I made, had my next transaction. So I thought, you know, why not try something a little different than my own experience and create this relationship of longevity that even if you have a real estate agent and you're happy with them, that's great. That doesn't mean that we can't be friends or we can't um, talk about issues that home sellers are facing. And from there, you know, I just think that it's worked out very well with my listing packets or with anyone that I meet. Um, I say, and by the way, if you want, you can come take my class and I include that material. Yeah, and that's, that's awesome. brilliant too, just it goes into every pre-listing packet. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, the last thing that I wanted to know from you, Madeline, is just a, a little bit about the, you mentioned that you've got kind of five core I would say lead generation pillars. This is one of them and it's probably the most interesting and surprising, but I think one that goes probably hand in hand with it is the agent to agent referrals. And I think that also has to do with kind of the dual residency thing, which is why I asked that first. But tell me a little bit about where these agent to agent referrals are coming in from. You know, it's surprising. I think that a lot of agents find me online or on Zillow and they're from all different agencies and they are looking for sometimes it's their friend that lives in my area and they don't want to disappoint their friend not necessarily certainly like an arm's length client but my best friend lives in your area and i promised them that i would find the best agent and you and your creativity seems like such a good fit and then i will service their client and actually then maintain relationships with all of the realtors that i work with as well and we talk about how agency really isn't a factor when you're choosing for your best friend. Gotcha. I do have one thing that I want to say before we close, and that is that I've been encouraged to develop some content for real estate agents. So I do have um, a couple programs that I'm going to be delivering in some fashion to my colleagues who have supported me. And the first one I'm doing is how to develop a killer Zillow profile video. And I am partnering oh, with my filmmaker and we are going to put together our three best tips from going through the experience of becoming a Zillow premier agent and doing the profile video, what I've learned, and then the filmmaker, what he's learned and his three favorite tips. So for people that don't have a marketing background like me or might not understand B-roll and lighting and scripting and things like that, I think it will be very helpful. And I'll probably continue to do more of that for my colleagues in the industry. Yeah, well, that answers that. that I, I did have that question in the back of my head of like, if they're finding you on Zillow, like what sets you apart so much on Zillow that they go, they stumble upon your profile randomly and go, you know, that looks like the right person to handle my best friend that lives in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so, so the Zillow profile video is a big part of that for you? Yes. So I would encourage everyone, check out my Zillow profile. <laughs> Find uh -huh. me at Madeline awesome. Jobs and follow me on Instagram at more Madeline. My company is More BB Homes, which stands for More Brandywine Valley Homes. Um, we're certainly not setting the world on fire, but we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And you cover so you cover Philadelphia, surrounding areas, especially the three counties on the yeah. Delaware side of Philadelphia. Yeah. All right, cool. So people can uh -huh. keep you in mind. So we've got a bunch of people watching. I just want to thank you, everybody, for kind of dropping in uh, and joining, kind of dipping into the live broadcast here. Is there anything, Greg, that you want to send us off with? Any final questions or thoughts on on what Madeline shared? 
Yeah, you know, the main thing that some of the, there's so many, uh, you know, things that we could take away, but I, I really appreciate, number one, come a place, coming from a place of, 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 of education. In other words, delivering education to the consumer. Number one. Number two, I appreciate that the form that she's taken, the way that she's educating is extremely authentic. It's something that she really has a passion for. And I think when you combine, you know, authenticity with strategy or, or, or models, I think that that's where you start to see amazing results. You know, where somebody else that doesn't have the passion for educating, it's, you know, then don't try. Don't 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 get into it just for the sake of like education is the way to go to build a pipeline. No, because I think at some times your your sometimes the lack of authenticity or lack of passion bubbles up, and then you'll chase some shiny object that feels better later on. And I think what's going on is she spent enough time saying, "Where do I matter in this community? Where do I matter?" Who do I matter to in this industry? She's answered those questions, and then she's went and pursued it. So that's what I'm taking away, and hopefully some of the audience gets that also. Yeah. Well, Madeline, thanks you, uh, so much for, for joining us and for sharing. This was a lot of fun and probably one of the most unique episodes yeah. I've ever done because I've never heard of anything, literally anything like this, uh, being done at the real estate level, and, and you're doing it. Uh, and you're doing it well, and you're doing it in terms of attracting exactly the right people that you want to work with. And it just it seems like it's just like the perfect uh, niche for you. And I hope people walk away with the inspiration to kind of really deeply think about who they want to matter to. And then just know that there there's always a way. There's always some form of lead generation that you can do that fits with your personality that will connect you with the right people and give the the opportunity to build relationships. So uh, with that being said, obviously, we want to always bring value with the podcast. So make sure that you subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, depending on your device. You can also check out the video versions on YouTube. All the uh, previous episodes are on the Level Up channel that you can check out, or you can go to the leveluppodcast.com, get everything there. Uh, And make sure, like, if you enjoy it, if you're enjoying this content, if we're paying it forward and, and helping you grow in your real estate career, make sure to share it with your fellow agents, your brokers. Uh, and if you have anybody that you think um, that's doing something unique like Madeline that you think needs to have a, a spotlight shown on them, reach out to me or Greg, message us on Facebook uh, and just tell us, tell us who they are. Uh, we'd love to get some, we love interesting, unique guests that have something uh, unique to bring. So Greg, how, what is the best way for people to reach out and connect with you? You know, the best thing to do is just go to Facebook and find me there and, um, and, and, and Facebook message me. It seems to be the most efficient way to communicate back and forth. And I welcome anyone to do that. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much, Madeline. We appreciate your time and sharing all of your knowledge. Thank you and, for uh, having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Thanks so much, everyone, joining us, and we will see you on the next episode.